Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it going. A new decade, some new audio for your ear holes. It is me, your managing editor of Wrestling Inc., Nick Hausman, back to host the first weekly of 2020. And I am joined here, as I am just about every Wednesday and just about every decade, by my good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to the weekly. I won't talk too loud, Nick. I am feeling it today. I don't even want to lie to everybody. Like, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty hungover today. Uh, much like everybody, I think we went out and enjoyed the new year. Did you have a good New Year's Eve? I did. I enjoyed it safely, but uh, I enjoyed it. And, and but I have no. I, I rarely get hangovers. Rarely. Oh man! Wood. I had my good buddy Ross Berman uh, and his beautiful, wonderful girlfriend Allie over, um, and uh, me uh, and them and my girlfriend Liz. We just got lit. We got turned, uh, so to say. So to say. And uh, now here we are. We're gonna talk wrestling, punditry. Hmm. With my cup of coffee. One second. Mm, coffee. Uh, well, before we get to the news of the day uh, and the interview, we do have an original interview here today. Uh, I wanted to send our congratulations out to Andrade and Charlotte Flair, who are now officially engaged. Yay! A, re- a wrestling couple. They made it all the way to the, the engagement point. Well, let's see if they make it all the way to the altar. I know. Well, you know, Vince is probably going to get wind of this, and he's probably going to put them against each other on television and maybe have <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio. He's going to start sleeping with Charlotte. Is that how this goes? Well, that's what we're going to think. It's going to be Rey Mysterio sleeping with Charlotte. And then, and then Liv Morgan's going to show up. Oh, that's true. The Liv Morgan factor. That's right. All right. Well, we'll get to hear that. We'll get to all that here in just a second. We are going to talk about that. Uh, it is an abbreviated, a truncated episode of the Winkley today uh we are talking the news the past 24 hours i feel like everybody just went off and celebrated the new year's there wasn't a a whole lot of 
Huge breaking news, some news that we will get to here today. Uh, but right after the news you can use, you're going to get to hear my interview with none other than prolific belt maker Dave Milliken. Now, I inter- I did this interview back at StarCast 4. Um, it is also a video, so if you enjoy the interview, you can also go check it out over on our YouTube channel. Uh, we talk about his favorite belt designs. Uh, we talk about uh, Bret Hart debuting the AEW uh, title which he designed and how it wasn't like uh, done crisply perfectly and how Chris Jericho uh, almost lost the title that he designed uh, at a Longhorn Steakhouse. So uh, I know you guys are going to love it. We'll have Dave Milliken here in just a little bit. Uh, but right now, let's get to it here. News you can use. News that'll leave a bruise. And uh, I think that this news here, Justin, I don't know if I can more accurately describe it as uh, bruised. I feel like pro wrestling fans got bruised by some news here coming out of the last 24 hours. Showbuzz Daily reporting that Monday's WWE Raw episode, the final Raw of the decade, featuring the wedding of Lana and Bobby Lashley in the main event, drew an average of 2.439 million viewers. This is up nearly 600,000 viewers from the week before where they did 1.835. That was, of course, the Christmas week episode. Uh, It drew the lowest Raw viewership in history. Uh, the first hour did 2.525, second hour 2.464, final hour 2.328, last week's hour, third hour did 1.686, so almost, um, uh, I mean, I'll round up, almost a million more people tuned in uh, for the final hour, uh, which saw, uh, of course, the wedding between Lana and Lashley. Uh, this would be one of the smallest third hour drops for Raw, indicating that fans actually tuned in to watch the heavily hyped much-hyped wedding between Lana and Lashley, which was crashed by Rusev and Liv Morgan. Uh, What this tells me, Justin, is we are going to get a lot more of Lana, Lashley, Rusev in 2020. Obviously, people are tuning in for this, man. Yeah, I mean, look, this not only, not only, you know, you compared it to like just just the week's prior, this 2.4 million viewers, this is the hot, that's the highest viewership they've had since September 30th, when they got 2.5, and that September 30th episode was that, you know, that was dubbed the season premiere. Right, yep. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, this goes back to what I've been saying at the start of all this with Lana and Lashley is whether you like it or don't, think it's a good taste, find it entertaining, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a vocal, there's a vocal, uh, you know, um, crowd of critics on social media, as there always will be, but, whether those, but they're doing that, but but secretly people are still clicking play because the YouTube videos are are, are higher. Uh, if you you know obviously the viewership here, you know as you mentioned, you know a, a not as sharp of a drop off from hour one to hour three, uh, as we've seen in other weeks. I mean, so again, people might try to publicly save face. I don't know why they have to save face. You can like whatever you want to like or watch whatever you want to watch. But they might try to publicly say, "Oh, this is this is boring. This is Taylor Swift on a wrestling show," or or this is or they you know they don't agree with the 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 sexual tones in it and whatever, but, it, but the fact of the matter is this kind of stuff just tends to, I mean, this, this is not a shock. This goes back to, you know, this goes back to the attitude era days. It's, it's, it's car crash. It's Jerry Springer. It's, um, and it's not like this was just like a one and done car crash. I mean, to give WWE credit, you know, they've been laying the groundwork for this for a while. We often, you know, we as wrestling pundits can critique WWE with the lack of consistency they have, you know, in booking stories or booking characters and staying with things. Uh, but across the board, they've been a little bit better. 
in the last few months, but especially with this particular story, they have not let the Lana Lashley stuff drop every week. There's been some installment. There have been times where we're wondering, uh, was that like, do they throw a dart against the board? Like how do how do they come up with this one? Or this right. sounds ridiculous, but that aside, they at least have been sticking with it. And that also could contribute to people getting invested because they, because they're being reminded and they're getting some installment of it every week. It's not a rematch every week. It's not a, Oh, it disappears for two or three weeks. I mean, we re- revisit it every single week. It is some pinpoint placement in programming and so here we are yeah and and, uh you know i i've i've been very outspoken about how i did not enjoy this early on you're right it's built to something that i think is actually uh really quite satisfying and uh i i i did enjoy i mean what you've seen all the critiques i'm sure about the Liv morgan lana stuff uh the you know bisexual storyline or whatever you want to call it do you are you are you a fan of it? Do you do you do you want to see them go harder in this direction, or do you want to see Liv uh, pivot out and do, do something else outside of the storyline? I mean, I guess I'm a fan. That's not to say like yes, yeah, hot lesbian action. That's not what I'm saying here. But what I but what but I it, it caught me off guard. It was a swerve. It was which you know. It, it, the, the wedding delivered in, in in the way that a wedding's supposed to deliver on a pro wrestling show, right? You know, of course, as soon as the the, the they start to say, if anybody hasn't, you know, they, they really milked it. We had all the different interruptions, and that's what wrestling weddings are supposed to be. It's who's going to crash it, you know? And so they delivered. They they crashed it with a few red herrings of, of of exes and exes, and then all of a sudden we get an action, you know, that are that that was done by presumably actors, you know, whatever. But then they gave us, okay, here's the WWE talent who's getting who who we know was going to be repackaged and they even teased a little bit. And and now that's the whole new wrinkle in the fold is, is her and Lon. I mean, so I'm a fan from the standpoint of it, at least it's, it, the story is continuing to move. It was a swerve. It was, uh, you know, if, if, if Rusev would have just been the one person would have been the one and only person who interrupted when they said, does anybody have, you know, anybody objects, you know, speak now forever, hold peace. If it was just Rusev, it would have been kind of like, well, okay. Like this was, that would have been a kind of a letdown, but they at least added another layer to it. Um, you know, if you disagree or are offended by the, by it, by it being a, a by there being a lesbian uh, love story now and, and this, I can't, you know, that that's, that's for your own taste and well, your own judgment. I, I, but I, I for think, me, I'm fine with it. I think that, I think that people were more offended by the flippancy of it, how it wasn't like a believable storyline. But it, you know, my counter to that is, do you really believe the two actors that came out before that were straight, right? Like, were their stories more compelling to you? I know that that's a cop-out because it's like, well, if everything is not good, then is it all the same? But No, that's correct. And, and I, I think I saw our friend Ryan Satin has a similar tweet about, you know, like, you know, the actors that were in Brokeback Mountain were not were not gay males. But that did that, did that take away from what was a very, you know, what was you know, from their performance? I mean, yeah, so... And who knows? Again, we don't know anymore. All we've seen is Monday night. We might come to find out once the story continues to develop that Liv and Lana aren't really having a uh, a sexual relationship. And this is all one big like con. They're trying to like extort money out of Bobby Lashley and who knows? I mean, so we we don't know where the story is going to go. So so to answer the question, yeah, I'm a fan of it. I have no problem with this. All right. Well, uh, CM Punk, not a fan of it. He tweeted out on Liv Morgan's uh, involvement in the Lana wedding angle. WWE needs to hire people who actually understand what representation means to the audience they're trying to reach. But what do I know? I'm a bear. I suck the heads off fish. So he he went the the opposite. I mean, he he obviously thinks that this was in poor taste. Uh, at least that's the way he's making it sound from here. Calling for WWE to have more representation. I, I you know it, this was this was shot off on Monday night. We're just picking it up here today because it, it made it into our headlines here in the last 24 hours. 
But this to me, I I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's just a, it, like we've been talking about. I just think it's a little bit of a stretch. And I think Punk jumped on the bandwagon of a lot of other tweets he was seeing in that moment from people that may not uh, emotionally be tied to exactly what they're tweeting so much as just tweeting for the sake of, I don't know, being negative. It, 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 well, and it's also it's also the time where, I mean, again, tweeting for the sake of let's bash what WWE's doing because WWE is not the cool kid. Tweeting for the sake of let's always get riled up and offended because that's that seems to be a trendy thing to do in a time where everybody has a voice to, to, to reach everybody. It's just weird. Um, he's, he's like a millionaire, man. Like, he doesn't need to be, you know, you well, know it's weird. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Just like... Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just it's just yeah. Tweeting for the sake of let's be offended. You know, again, it goes and there's some there's some people there's some people that are that are acting offended or acting how this is garbage. And again, it's like well, aren't some of those people are the same people who you're complaining about how vanilla WWE has gotten over the years or or or, or the 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 generic you know PG days that aren't aimed for you if you're an older uh, you know if you're in the if you're in an older demographic. Uh, you know, it's like well, right, well here's WWE again. Whether you like the execution of the story, they're, they're Again, they're consistently trying to – they're building something with a story, and they're doing something very Attitude Era-ish, and now you're going to be offended by it? I don't know. I just – you know, if, if – there's, yeah, there's just a lot of, like – there's a lot of, like, let me, like, complain about it for the sake of complaining. So. Well, another thing uh, that Punk tweeted about on Monday night uh, was the cannonball jump that Ke- uh, Kevin Owens did, the senton to the outside, laying out a bunch of people. He tweeted out, can we stop with the giant group of people standing around looking to catch somebody while someone jumps on them? Leave that shit in this decade, dare ya? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. I, I get, I get, I get it. I get it, Justin. I get the complaint. It's just again, like I'm just surprised to see what I read in so many like comment sections and like Facebook posts is what Punk is putting out now uh, as 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 tweets. I, I, I mean, like I get it. I just I don't know. It doesn't. It, this this doesn't, is the voice of the voiceless. Those people that I are commenting, they have no voice. I guess I don't know. Like <laughs> it, I, I read this stuff and I and it just it feels like he's he's wanting to he he's wanting to to pick arguments or fights over stuff that I I don't know that are big issues. I don't know, man. It's just weird. Well, I mean, I will say there's a list of things. I mean, yeah, I, I, there's a list of like this. Guess, there's a list of W or not W. There's a list of pro wrestling things. And it's like okay, let's let's try to evolve and find the new record. You know, like okay, yes. You know, I mean, it, it, it's one of the oldest spots in the world. Yes, a, a group of a group of talent all gathered together, and you do the big you do a big leap from somewhere, and 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 what have you. Yes, that that's 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 a little bit redundant. Uh, I mean, God, in this day and age, how many suicide dives do we need to see? Sure. Uh, and half the time, the, the, when they do the suicide dives, it's more like they're jumping to the ropes just to bear hug each other. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton, you know, if we, we sat and made a whole episode on it. I mean, so, uh, I mean, I can certainly see the criticism, but at the, yeah, the same point to what you're saying, it's kind of like, he's just kind of like finding things to, to, to moan about. Yeah, so. and you've got a whole show to do that on, backstage, you Which know? Which he's not showing up on a lot right No, now. he's not, and like, I don't know, we, we, I know we're short on time here, but we were, I was talking with Weissman about this yesterday, like, has Punk's return, uh, has the buzz around it fizzled? And I, I just think that by kind of presenting this kind of stuff where you sound like somebody in a comment section, it doesn't help your luster, you know? And maybe he's not angling to ever get back in the ring. Maybe he is just the Troy Aikman now of WWE uh, doing his punditry. But I just, I don't know. This stuff seems, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem of somebody of his caliber to just be 
spouting this stuff off. You know, I don't know. Well, no, it it would be it would be better. It, what, what, no, what 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 would separate him from being somebody who just sounded like they're from the comment section of a of a message board is hey, CM Punk, all those commenters on the message board. That's all they have. You have the uh, you have a chair on Fox Sports to talk about this. Yes. So. Bring the stuff up on your chair because where you're not where you're not tied and limited to whatever the character limit is on Twitter, uh, people can't you know where you have an entire you you could talk for the entire hour I'm sure they let you about whatever you want to complain about and critique and and then you could have a debate with Christian and other wrestling minds that have been in the ring. That's where you sound like the Troy Aikman of WWE. That's where you sound like you're above the rest because you have this platform to do so and to break it down as someone who has who has um, who has been part of those spots where you've had to catch the diving person and, and a crowd of people. But when you were just doing it on Twitter and just moaning, uh, kind of isolated, and then not appearing on your chair for weeks at a time for we don't know why. I mean, are you all filming a movie? Like, what is it that you're doing that's not allowing you to be there every single Tuesday? That's what I think in the, in the entire scope of things has caused his his return so to kind of fizzle because he's a let it fizzle because he doesn't he he hasn't wanted to be there every week. He, he at, or for whatever reason, or he hasn't even wanted to be I don't know. Yeah, he's caused to fizzle himself. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll wrap this up here. Let's talk about WWE's involvement with Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve bash last night. Now, I personally enjoyed the CNN New Year's Eve uh, bash where I watch Andy Cohen and uh, Anderson Cooper get very, very intoxicated with Don Lemon. There's just something very satisfying about that for me. Uh, but I did check out some of Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve as well. Rob Gronkowski, what a magnificent drunk. Um, we also saw on that show Roman Reigns. Uh, he pinned Dolph Ziggler in the final match of WWE for 2019. It was a pre-tape. Uh, we also saw R-Truth lost, or lose and regain the 24-7 title from Mojo Rally. Uh, he was being interviewed by Maria Menounos when Mojo pinned him. Uh, Truth got the title back after Elias hit Mojo with his guitar. Elias was in Times Square uh, singing a song to commemorate 2019, of course. Uh, and Maria Menounos was the one to count both pinfalls. So uh, the big takeaway for me here is I guess Maria Menounos is a WWE official. Uh, I don't know. This, you know, guffaw. Well, she because it all happened in the final hours of 2019, her, her uh, WWE license as an official oh. runs out at the end of 2019. So she was trying to get her last little bit in. And, and, if, she, and if she made a few more decisions... Uh, she, if she counted a few more decision pinfalls, she now makes it easier to renew her license uh, in 2020. Uh, you know, behind uh, the classic Dick Clark uh, you know, New Year's Eve rocking party that's on ABC that Seacrest hosts, and behind, you know, obviously the CNN one, as you mentioned, you know, Fox, certainly not the top, you know, New Year's Eve countdown, I don't think people grab. But nonetheless, it is, I mean, it was still watched, obviously, by millions, I'm sure. So this is good for WWE because you have, a, yeah, this is on in a lot of, parties all around the country it's on in the background you know even if it's on mute people you know you got a lot of people gathered people you know conversation starters breaking the ice people mingling so if nothing else is hey wb you know seeing wb people maybe it breaks a conversation of hey did you see that they got that show on friday now and you know it, it's just a good conversation piece uh and it's good for wb again using uh their 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 relationship now with fox to get themselves mainstream uh, uh you know, a mainstream commercial on new year's eve essentially Nick Hausman here from Wrestling Inc. back at StarCast. At this time, I am joined by none other than prolific belt maker. It is Dave Milliken. Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. My pleasure, man. Now, you have been a part of, like, so much professional wrestling history, man. I'm over here 
looking at these beautiful belts that you have on display, and I'm listening to you talk to people. These are authentic TV use and stuff. I'll add, I'll start off by asking you the question. I'm sure you get the most often. Of all the belts that you've designed, of all the wonderful historical things you're a part of, what is your favorite belt, Dave? It's like asking me which one of my kids is my favorite. Okay. Uh, really, I, if, if I'm gonna, if I'm nailed down to one, probably the the belt that got me into it, which is the uh, Southern Heavyweight Championship belt from Memphis, where I grew up. Okay. But you know, as far as things I'm connected to more, uh, our the Winged Eagle belt, that's that's a big part of our history. I have the uh, the kids version of that from when I was a child on my wall in my office. By the Good. way. Good. Yeah. Um, but you know that, and then you know I'm a classics guy, so the the Dome Globe belt, the Big Gold belt. But, you know, saying one, I mean, that's, that's tough, man. You know. Well, we are, of course, here at StarCast, uh, tied into AEW. Now, you designed this beautiful AEW championship. I was told that you didn't even finish this thing until, like, the night before it debuted on TV. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, let's see. The last, the last one um, that I sent them, I was able to finish in my shop. The one before that, uh, I finished in touches on it in a hotel room. In, in the hotel room? Yeah. Wow, that seems like I don't know. Do you have like a tool oh, bag? Back. You know what? There's uh, too many too many bumps on the head from the wrestling business days. Uh, that was the, the the women's championship. I finished the hotel room. I did finish the last one hours before I got on a plane. About three hours, four hours before I got on a plane to deliver it. Okay, now this the AEW men's championship has already had like a couple stories attached to it that were non-intentional. So I'll start with the first one. You've designed this beautiful belt. Bret Hart's going to display it. And it comes TV time. Didn't really get a good angle from Brett on that ang- on that belt coming out. What was your reaction to not really getting the the full display of the belt the first time out with Bret Hart displaying the belt? I, you know, I didn't think much of it, man. It was it was so cool. That's the second time Brett's debut championship belts that I made, so that's cool for me. Brett's an awesome guy, uh, connected to us through my friend Reggie Parks, my business partner. Um, so I didn't think much of that. You know, I knew I knew that it's going to get plenty of TV time and stuff. I was just glad to have Brett bring it out. Okay, that's cool. I mean, if you're going to have somebody to debut a belt, it's, it's got to be Brett, right? Yeah, 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 that works for me, man. I've had Brett debut. I've had The Rock debut. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's not a bad position to be in. Now, wait, what was the other belt that Brett debuted, if not the AEW? What was the other one? Uh, in WWE, they had him bring out the um, the uh, tag team championship belts, the, the copper ones. The, oh, okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. And, uh, of course, the second story with the AEW men's title is Chris Jericho goes into a steakhouse. He comes out of the steakhouse. The belt's gone. Now, you as the belt designer, and you say these are like your children, how do you feel when you hear that one of your beautiful belts has gone missing? Well, we, we were already working on a, a replacement or a backup belt, so I, I wasn't too worried about it. Uh, you know, when they do something like that, it's kind of job security, so right. uh, I was glad that it turned back up as soon as it did, though. Okay, well, that's really good. You know, And uh, the women's title here. Now, tell me the difference. What was the thought process? What was different? What were you trying to do with the women's title as opposed to the men's title for AEW? Um, really, it was just dealing with uh, with with Brandy uh, and with uh, the people involved in creative there, and we we uh, sent some designs that kind of married it to the heavyweight championship belt, but um, they wanted to uh, to get away from that and have something completely different, and so this was um, this was kind of more their call to, to go with with that version of the art. Yeah. Did you do the the tag titles as well then? No. Oh, you did not. Did not no. Are you like upset about that? No, not at all. Just business, man. Okay. Just business. I, I've done very well with with AEW, and uh, no, no, no problems there at all. Any uh, any other belts for AEW being designed? Do you have any top secret projects you're working on for AEW? 
Well, uh, you know, if, if they were top secret, could I tell you? I don't know, but you hesitated there, and so I'm going to go ahead and take that slight pause as a yes. No, no, there's always something, but um, no, no, nothing new on the table right now. Okay, cool. Dave, I want to thank you so much for the time. Allow you to get back to talking about your belts to all the fans out here. Dave, thank you so much. Anything you want to plug, promote, put over here while you have a chance? Uh, no, although I'm very, very lax on my social media lately. I'll be back at Dave Milliken on Twitter uh, or Instagram. And uh, so hit me up and, uh, and say hi. Thank you, Justin, for joining me to talk the news of the day. Thank you to Dave Milliken for taking the time to chat with me at StarCast 4. Again, that video, uh, that interview is available in video form if you want to go over to our YouTube channel right now. And Justin and I will be back tomorrow. Uh, to do a deeper dive into the news the past 24 hours. Today was a bit of abbreviated. It was a bit abbreviated. It's New Year's Day. I'm very hungover. Justin. Tell you what, I'll be hung. I'll, I'll, I'll try. We'll, we'll flip tomorrow. I'll be hungover tomorrow. I'm very, very hungover today. I wanted to be open about that. Uh, but I'll, yes. do, I'll do the post NXT and post AEW tonight <laughs> live with Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel, and then I'll, and I'll get myself hung over for tomorrow's point click. Deal? What deal? Yeah, that sounds good, buddy. That sounds great. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for the latest episode of the Winkley. We got a lot of big things in the pipeline. Tomorrow's show uh, is going to feature Andy Malnowski's interview with Homicide, so come back for that. Uh, of course, this weekend is going to be Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, we are going to have live coverage of that as, as well as a post show. After day two, uh, live on our YouTube channel with Michael Weissman and Jesse Collings. Go check that out. And uh, also, go check out the Wrestling Inc. Audio iTunes channel. Uh, give us a nice five-star uh, rating and nice review and uh, all of those nice all those nice things. It's 2020, Justin. Anything you want to plug for what put over here to start the decade off? Uh, Twitter handle still the same, at Justin Labar. Like I said, I'll see everybody tonight, 10 o'clock live after NXT and AEW. Myself, Matt Morgan, and Glenn talking on youtube about all things uh in the wednesday night war wonderful yes and uh, i am at wink rebel over on uh over on twitter that's what it's called thank you all so much uh for tuning in we'll be back tomorrow with a deeper dive a more sober dive into uh the news of the day and uh and that's it everybody thank you so much for tuning in and remember if you winked you didn't miss it When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.